Welcome to the Zico Health Show. This is weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. Here we discuss fitness, nutrition, gut health, alternative medicine, and anything else that impacts your health and fitness. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So welcome to another episode of the Zika Health Show. This is fitness, nutrition, and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And I'm really excited that you're joining me today. Because today, I'm going to talk about some sneaky habits that hold us back from getting our results. See, if you've been a client of mine or you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I preach that as animals, and yes, we are animals, our bodies are designed to build muscle and burn fat. But instead, we feel the abnormalities, the other side of it. And then maybe let's back up and say something. We are supposed to build lean muscle and burn fat. But then we feel the abnormalities. Because excess body fat, pain, lack of energy, weak immune system, poor gut health, and so on, are results of abuse that we place on our bodies. And this is why the habits I'm going to discuss today are so vital. Because we need to, yes, when we talk about weight loss or getting healthier, we talk about working out, exercise, and sometimes on nutrition, right? Which those things are definitely important. But if we don't focus on the small things that we do day to day, you're still missing the boat. And to some, the things I'm going to say, not as much a surprise. But to others, there may be. But I'm still speaking to both crowds. Because I, the things I'm going to bring up, some you've probably never even heard of before. And not realized, or you heard them, but never knew how they actually fit into your protocol. We live in a, and I actually first heard this term from Sean Stevenson, I believe. Yeah, Sean Stevenson. Awesome guy, by the way. And he says, we live in a pill-popping generation, literally and figuratively. We try to find a pill for every problem. Not knowing that natural things can actually train our bodies to operate efficiently or at its utmost best. And then if it's not a pill, then it's surgery. Now, I'm not saying that these things are not important because pills, surgery, medicine, these can save lives. So don't go out there and say, oh, no, Narado or Zico says, no, I don't, I don't take pills. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is these were originally designed as emergency use. Say it again. They were designed as emergency use. More like what? The last resort. But now we tend to use them as the first resort. I have cholesterol problems. Let's let's you know take um statin. You know, I need to lower my blood pressure. You know, it is you know, it's I don't feel well. Let's go take whatever over-the-counter medicine. You know, I have allergies, let me take claritin. You know, it's it's just we've just gotten to that habit of I don't feel well, let me take something else for it. Not realizing, not addressing the actual underlying issue that's causing you to feel sick or to be sick. 
not addressing gut, not addressing the actual pain, not addressing the inflammation and so on and so forth. And in this episode, I'm going to get into so much. So sit down and take your healthy snack and get ready for a listen. But before I begin this episode, give me about two minutes to quickly take care of the housekeeping item. One, why I have this Eco Health Show. I've been doing this for a while now, so I'm not going to go into details, but I have explained that I used to have really bad allergies and really bad asthma. And at the time, I didn't know that my asthma wasn't activity-induced. It was induced by poor gut health. And when I used to talk to my doctor and ask him, is something I can do to get off the medicine? They will basically just tell me no. Then I started studying on my own, started learning about gut health. And after reducing inflammation, reducing oxidative stress, losing a little excess body fat, it's been over two years and I haven't had to renew my medicine. Now, why do I focus on weight loss or should I say weight management? It's because most of us are overweight or obese. And that's the number one health issue that we have in in the United States. And a lot of most diseases or health problems that we have can be tied back to obesity. When we talk about diabetes, it's linked with excess insulin and obesity. When we talk about um, even high blood pressure, carrying extra body weight, put extra um, stress on your organs, you know, cholesterol, they're all tied in. So I'm not a doctor. But I'm here to give you the tips so you can control your body weight so you can be the healthiest version of yourself. Now, with that being said, let me quickly read one of the Apple podcast reviews of the week. I love this one. It's titled, it's from um, Ramon U. Savlog. And again, I'm probably butchering the name, but it's titled Just Listening. I'm now listening to your podcast, probably since episode 10 or 11. Wow, thank you for that five-star review. That's freaking awesome. Since episode 10 or 11, so that's months ago. And I always tell anyone, if you get good quality content out of this or any of my episodes, go to Apple, rate your boy five stars, let the world know that this show is awesome. Now, with that being said, let's get into the actual episode. Now, earlier, I said just a few minutes ago, I mentioned that the human body is designed to build lean muscle and burn fat. But for most of us, our bodies don't operate that efficiently. Let me stress that. For most of us, our bodies don't operate that efficiently. When you look at someone who is... um, outside of someone who may take steroids, who is naturally lean, especially when they have lean muscle and low body fat, that's because their bodies and metabolism is operating at its utmost best. But for most of us, we misuse our bodies. So it doesn't operate the way it should. So take out a notepad, because I'm gonna give you some pointers to get your body back into alignment, like a car, like when you get you into alignment so it can operate the way it's designed. 
And I want to stress this. It is not a fast food menu. You can't pick and choose. You can make adjustments based on what works for you because I can't tell you what to eat, especially because I'm not working with you in person. But don't pick and choose because if you do, it's not going to work or it won't work as well. The first thing I want to talk about here is slow down the aging process. One off if not the biggest difference between someone who's healthy and who's not is the rate that they age. See, excess aging is directly connected to excess body weight. And this is what I'm going to talk about for a little bit here. As we age, we tend to lose muscle mass. This nasty process is called, do you remember what it's called? Sarcopenia. In fact, I had an episode on uh, muscle building and I mentioned sarcopenia and how important it is to prevent sarcopenia if you really want to build lean muscle. Because if you're losing lean muscle, then how can you expect to really look and feel the way you should? How can you expect to really burn body fat if we know that we need lean muscle to burn body fat? So slowing down this process is vital. Here are a few things that you can do to do that though. Lower inflammation and oxidative stress. This is important. Remember my episode on inflammation and oxidative stress. I, 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 was, I stressed it. These are not bad, but excess is a problem. See, when I'm working out, I'm putting my body under oxidative stress and I'm causing inflammation. But I'm also training my body to respond to the stress, respond to the inflammation. But if you're causing excess inflammation by the, by the foods that you eat and the activities that you have, by not sleeping well, by excess stress and everything else, then guess what? You're causing damage that your body is not able to respond to. So lowering inflammation, oxidative stress is very important. Then this ties into my next point, lowering physical stress. Okay, physical stress translates to inflammation and oxidative stress. If you have the best diet in the world and you work out, but you're still under a lot of physical stress, it's still going to cause damage in your body, especially if you're not good at responding to it. And when I break out a little bit here too and say, emotional and mental stress those are all connected stress is not bad your body needs to be under some level of stress but anytime it's under excess of physical emotional or mental stress you're always going to have an issue now that's not always so easy right and after my last episode i release i, I talk completely about stress and habits to reduce stress. So I'm not going to get into it to that a whole lot here, but go back and listen to that episode because I gave some really detailed tips that's helped me and my clients to reduce stress. The next thing, which is also tied in, is improve the health of your gut. Remember I talked earlier about my uh, asthma was tied to the health of my gut. 
because my gut was inflamed. I couldn't respond to pollen as well. So I had allergies and in my body respond by creating mucus, making it hard for me to breathe. That's exactly what was happening with my asthma. So once I fixed the health of my gut, then guess what? Started feeling better. My body started operating more efficiently. And most individuals who are overweight, you don't have to be obese, who are overweight, have poor gut health. In fact, I'm going to quickly tell you about this study that I quoted many moons, many episodes ago. And they took the bacteria out of lean twins and put them into mice. And they took the bacteria out of obese twins and put them into mice. And the bacteria from the lean twin made the, uh, made the mice lean. And from the obese twin made the mice obese. So we know that the environment of your gut determines whether or not you're going to be overweight or fit. And that can never be overstated. Last thing I want to say here, strength training. Strength training help your body to develop lean muscle. We already know that, right? I don't need to stress that. But you have to strength train. And don't wait till you get older where you're already losing a bunch of muscle mass. If, you ha- if you're at that point, you can still strength train. But, try- but start now when you're younger and build your way to that point and try to keep building lean muscle as you go. And you put all these together, those are going to help you to build lean muscle. And I have so many episodes on all these topics that are so detailed. You can go back and just look at the um, look at the titles of my episodes and you will see all of them up there. So you can learn more about different ways to build lean muscle. But these are very important. Because I want you to know that to be healthy, you have to slow down the aging process. In order to do so, you need to have a healthy balance of everything that I just talked about. So again, if you want details, go back and listen to these episodes. Oh, by the way, I'm talking about gut health. So today I'm on my 24-hour fast. My dinner dinner. I had dinner yesterday. I won't eat until dinner today, which is going to be after this episode. I'm drinking a tea called Surrey. Anybody that's Jamaican or some people from the Caribbean, I know specifically in Jamaica, you should know what it is, but other islands may have it too. This tea is so bitter and disgusting. Puts hair on your chest. But it has excellent probiotics for your gut. And I'm drinking it now while I'm on my fast to lower inflammation Help my body to relax. Tomorrow, I'm going to feel amazing. And that's why, I remember that I usually record my episodes on Thursdays, my solo shows, and usually I'm drinking a tea from Four Sigmatic, like a mushroom drink, or um, some type of healthy tea like Surrey, because I'm usually on my fast, and I'm lowering inflammation, so that's all part of the process. So when people say to me, oh, you know, you're lean because you're Jamaican or you have great metabolism. Well, do you also do the things that I do? Keep that in mind. You have to pay attention to your habits. The next one is um, a little bit more on the nose, but it's lack of movement. I always say, you know, well, 
I'd always say, people say a body in motion stays in motion. I say a metabolism in motion stays in motion. I think I need to copyright that because I still haven't heard anybody say that yet. A metabolism in motion stays in motion because constant movement allows your body to generate energy and heat. This process allows you to burn more calories. Generating heat allows you to burn more calories. And not why you just why you're working out, but post-workout. That's why movement is so important. That's why I have a rule if I don't sit for more than an hour at a time. Most of the time, 45, 50 minutes, I get up for at least five minutes. Have you thought about it that in colder months is when we tend to gain more weight? Because your body is not as adept at burning fat. Why? Because it's not generating heat. I also teach my clients, take about 5,000 steps before eating and at least 5,000 steps the rest of the day. So that goes to at least 10,000. At least. That's the minimum. Because walking and movement promotes fat oxidation. That is training your body to break down body fat as needed. That's why it's important to keep moving because it keeps your metabolism in motion. Do not try. And I have a client say, you know, I'll just get my 10,000 steps or most of my steps in the morning. Be careful of that because you're really not doing yourself any favors because you get your steps in the morning, but you barely move the rest of the day. You have to constantly stay in motion. So remember my rule Every 45 minutes to an hour, get up for at least five minutes. The next habit is um, spend time at play. This one, we, we, as we grow up, we forget to do. Um, it may sound silly, but in today's adult world, we just forget to be kids. Play is such important, not just for kids. Like I see these NFL programs or that say, you know, kids 360, whatever they call it. And, you know, kids go out and play, but adults need to play too. Because a lot of times I heard people say, you know what? As a child, I used to, I couldn't gain any weight. And now I'm an adult and I gain all this weight. Again, it comes down to your habits. If you're not moving, if you're sitting at a desk every day, all day, and you're older, so you know your metabolism slows down over time, what do you think is going to happen? then you're blaming the fact that you're aging. Yes, you're probably aging too fast, which is another problem that I just talked about. But then on top of that, you're not moving, then you're going to get out of shape. You're gonna, you, your energy level is going to be low. You're going to gain body fat. You're going to feel horrible. That's just how it goes. We need to stop just blaming whatever we're blaming and focus on the habits. See, being at play accomplishes a few things. Actually, a lot of things, but there's just a few I'm going to bring up. It reminds us of simple joys of life. See, I'm a big kid. I, I like to watch cartoons. And anybody have a problem with that, that's their problem. I, I, I watch Big City Greens. That's on Disney. I watch Phineas and Ferb. I remind myself of being a child. It reminds me of when I was growing up and the things I used to watch, you know, um, giving away my age here, but like Ninja Turtles. G.I. Joe, I wasn't the biggest fan of, but I watch it from time to time. Um, check out the cartoon I used to watch. He-Man, anybody, anybody remembers that? Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, it just reminds me of those Saturday mornings I used to get up and watch cartoons. And I still watch cartoons. 
can also help to reduce stress that I talked about earlier too. Reminds us of the simple joys of life. Then it helps us to relax and laugh, just like watching cartoons. So being out there playing with your kids, your nieces, your nephews, whoever, your friends, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, just go out there and have fun. If you have a pet, don't just sit and let the pet run around. Go run with them. You know, one of the biggest things that annoys me to my very core is I go to the pool and I see kids in the pool and they're playing and having fun and their parents are sitting down on their phones. And they're, um, you know, okay, you have 10 more minutes. Really? Seriously. Get up and go into the pool. Have some fun. Move around. Then you wonder why, oh, I can't seem to lose weight. Because you walk like a thousand steps a day. And when you, the moments that you have time to move around, you don't do it. So go play with your kids. The next thing I want to mention is uh, it keeps us moving. And I explained those benefits earlier, so I'm not going to go over that again. And metabolism in motion stays in motion. So spend time at play. Life is too short to be sitting around, playing on our phones, and missing everything. You know, lack of movement also impacts mental health. It's, it's an interesting conversation when I talk to someone who has or has ha, who has or is struggling for mental health. And when we talk about you know things that they can do, they just I'm not saying everybody, and let me not say I'm a, I'm not a victim blamer, and I'm not trying to call anybody out here, but I've had some very interesting conversations. And I start to realize that a lot of times we end up in situations because of our own habits. If you're going through a tough time, if you're dealing with undue stress, there's so many things you can do to try to help yourself. Now, if you do everything you can think of and it doesn't work, I got you. I understand. But most of the time, when we get to that point, we haven't done a third of the things that we need to do. If that. So I'm not a victim blamer. And there are people who have PTSD and people have mental struggles that they've dealt with, emotional drama from their past, or even worrying about the future. But you have to do whatever you can to try to get yourself out of that slump. On my episode on energy, actually, that's my last episode. I think the episode for that was on stress. And I talk about energy. Actually, you know what? At this point, I'm, I'm really confused because I'm recording ahead. Go back and look at the titles. Well, I have one on energy. And I really talk about spending time with right people. And I also talk about spending time at play and spending time with the right people. We can't underestimate these things. My friends laugh at me because I'm childish, but I'm okay being childish. Helps to slow down the aging process. Everything starts in the mind. The next habit I want to really bring up, and it's becoming more popular, is practicing self-care. But I'm going to 
talk about it a little bit differently. When I say practice self-care, I mean, find ways to take care of yourself. Because a lot of times I'm on Instagram and I see people with masks on, you know, beauty, beauty mask. And, you know, they're saying, you know, put a cucumber over their eyes. And I guess somebody else take the pictures for them. And they're saying practicing self-care. I'm not, not really what I'm talking about. That can be a part of your routine. But when I say t- practice self-care, I mean, just take time to yourself to relax and calm your mind and hold in those thoughts that seem to be all over the place. See, I'm a really good person to talk about this because I'm type A. I'm always going. That's why I basically do I have like three projects, running my own company, podcasting and working and dealing with working with clients in person, online and launching my app and so many things. And I just mentioned more than three, but they're really all tied into three different entities. Um, but um, I'm bad at taking time for myself. And that's something I have to remind myself. So I have to journal, relax, so I can not think about the things that would normally bother me because my thoughts are all over the place. Get rid of the fear and the worry and the doubt. Or just hone those thoughts in so they don't take over my mind. These are a few things that I do. I take a bath at least once a week, actual bath, where I just kind of relax, probably like more like a soak in this, like an Epsom salts or bath salts and mineral salts. Drink red wine. I do that all the time. Preferably dry red wine, not sweet red wine, because we don't want the excess sugars, right? Spend time talking to your favorite people. And FYI, doesn't have to be in person, can be on a phone. Guess what? It could be on Instagram or social media. Shout out to my awesome friends on social media that I still haven't met, but they're freaking amazing. Listen or watch something relaxing. I like to watch Shark Week. People think I'm crazy. They're like, how's that relaxing? I'm not in the water with the sharks, but I like to watch Shark Week. It's, it's nice. I get to learn. I'm, I'm really a learner. That's one of my number one traits. So I get to learn about sharks. But the other documentaries that I watch, especially at nighttime, I try not to watch a ball game or something like that. But once, uh, once in a while, I do. I'm not going to miss the NBA finals or record it and think I'm not going to hear the, the, the results tomorrow. So, you know, sometimes I have to break my rules. And I've talked about sleep so much that you know I've, I've hammered into you know things that you can do even if you do stay up and watch a ball game to help yourself to fall asleep naturally so you can go back and listen to one of those episodes too or go to my blog zikahealth.com and read my articles on sleep now these are really just some things that you can do and it's not a complete list i just want to give you an idea I said a high idea, didn't I? An idea. But the last thing I want to say here, and I have to mention this, keep yourself hydrated. Any health and fitness protocol must include hydration for so many reasons. Someone told me the other day, oh, just drink water when you're thirsty. I asked them, I said, man, how much of the human body is water? They said 75%, kind of here or there. So I said, if most of your body is water, let's say it's 75%, right? So 25% of your body is everything else. Most of your body, that's three-fourths, is water. Why would you put more food in it than water? 
Why is it that a human body, the most human beings, can survive longer without food than with water? Constantly staying hydrated is important. When you're thirsty, you've already been dehydrated for at least 30 minutes, if not longer. And there are so many studies that show us that. And that's why our bodies don't operate efficiently. And then we're behind the eight ball. You need to stay ahead of the game because just about every function of your body uses water. Our metabolism. Remember, this is a weight management show. So I have to say our metabolism, our gut, our cells, etc., need water to function efficiently. If you don't believe me, you can also go back to my episode on Zika Health, um, which I think I think the show notes is zikahealth.com slash water, but the title's also in the history, so you can go back and listen to that episode. And I gave a really deep breakdown on water and also some really good studies. And I connected how it's related to our health and our body weight and some of the hidden truths about the water that we drink, even spring and and spring water that we think is great (laughs) may not be as great as you think. And of course, continue listening to the Zika Health Show. I will continue to provide weekly tips to help you to learn the right habits so you are the best version of yourself. Join the Zika Health crew on Facebook. I will continue to provide accurate, up-to-date, and actionable content. Stay awesome, fam. Thanks for listening to the Zico Health Show. If you got good quality content out of this episode, save, subscribe, and share it out there with family, friends, coworkers, or anybody who needs to hear this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.